welcome to today's episode of What's Up Welland. We are joined by Oksana Fisher, the CEO of Niagara Children's Center. This is sure to be an exciting conversation because the center provides a lot of services across the region, but they've just recently opened a satellite location right here in Welland. So we can talk to Oksana about the satellite, we can talk about home base, and just anything and everything that the center does for children, for families. Rather than hear me ramble about what this episode's about, how about we just dig into the conversation and get going with Oksana? Today, we are joined by Oksana Fisher, CEO of Niagara Children's Center. Oksana, thank you so much for coming to What's Up Welland to talk all things Children's Center with us, with everyone listening. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's our pleasure to be here. So please tell us, let's jump right in. Please tell us about the Children's Center. It's how old is it? How has it evolved? What exactly does it do here in Niagara? So Niagara Children's Center is almost 60 years old. Uh, so we have been in the Niagara region serving kids and families from all all municipalities for that long. We've had a long history, and our um, who we serve has evolved over those years. When we first started, we began began as a program serving children primarily with cerebral palsy, so children with physical disabilities. And when we first started, that was our um, our our mandate. That's who we were serving. And over the years, we have evolved to serve children with a broad range of physical, speech and language, and developmental delays and disabilities. So we are no longer a center serving children um, uh, just with physical disabilities uh, and have evolved. Uh, we are located centrally in Niagara, and that was very strategic by our sort of founding uh, founding directors that they wanted a facility that could serve and be accessible for families across Niagara region. Uh, so we're located at the top of Glenridge Hill in it's technically a St. Catherine's address, uh, beside Hotel Du Shaver uh, and across from Brock University. That's our main site, uh, but we also have satellite locations uh, across the region as well, and we can talk more about the new location in Welland if, if you wish to. Well, I think, yeah, let's jump right into that because what a perfect segue, right? You do have your kind of one main location and then, as you mentioned, satellite locations throughout. But uh, just in terms of the new one that opened up, it is, of course, right here in our own backyard. Can you tell us a little bit more about that location? Sure, we're really excited about this. This has happened in the past year. Uh, in the past year, we have joined in partnership with the YMCA, the uh, Niagara Centre YMCA, located on Woodline, uh, Woodlawn, right beside Ni Niagara College. So we are now renting an incredible space. Uh, so in there, we have a space for uh, all of our programming, uh, speech and language programming, but also some of our therapy programs as well, like the physiotherapy and our occupational therapy. So I was just going to add just a quick follow up on that in terms of, okay, that's fantastic. We've got a satellite location here in Welland. What does that mean for the Welland community? How, I guess, how big of a deal is it that we have that physical location in Welland 
um, to access some of those services. Yeah, it's a big deal for us, and hopefully it's a big deal for families in Niagara as well. Um, as an organization, we do take our responsibility to residents in, in all of Niagara uh, seriously and have been looking at ways to improve and make it easier for families to access our services. So families not just in Welland, uh, but South Niagara have a closer location to come and receive their services. So first off, that's closer, uh, represents kind of it's it's on public transit, uh, also less time off of work and travel, traveling with children with complex needs and vehicles and all of that. So uh, it really was about bringing services closer to home uh, for families in Welland uh, and neighboring uh, municipalities as well. So in talking about how Welland neighboring municipalities can now benefit from the services without having to travel to St. Catharines, how many children, how many families is the center able to serve either prior to the satellite locations or now that those locations have been opened, will that will that significantly increase? Do you anticipate the number of people that will actually benefit from your programs and services? So as people become more familiar with Niagara Children's Center and perhaps hear about it and see about it in their community, that might bring people sort of to our services more. Uh, we serve, um, specific to Welland, uh, anywhere from eight to 900 children per year. So again, that's making it easier, even just uh, specific to those communities uh, closer to services. Um, and in this past uh, year, since we've started uh, in Welland, we've had um, about 200 140 children uh, receive their services at the Y location uh, and close to 900 appointments. And that's really kind of since middle of last summer that this started to grow. So again, um, I'm hoping through a variety of initiatives, just even like today's podcast, that it sort of increases awareness and families know that we're a service that's available to them. Uh, We're not just here serving St. Catherine's families. Before we get a little bit more into, um, I guess, specifics on programs and services, when you're saying that eight or 900 children are, are being served, when, when a child joins Niagara Children's Center, is that for a period of time or those 900 children are, have been there for a period of time and you are constantly adding more, more bodies to who is benefiting from what you offer? Yeah, Uh, that number represents kind of in the course of one year. So again, some children are are new coming into our system, uh, and others have um, wrapped up their services and no longer need. So at any given time, uh, in any given year, that's the number of families who are benefiting from our services. So talking about your programs and services offered, is there any services that tend to have more children participating in them or or getting service in certain areas or is it kind of across the board relatively I would say even because I'm sure it probably skews a little higher in one area or another but um, just in terms of those services and programs is there any one that really kind of stands out so our core services, uh, so anybody who's coming through our system or our, our agency generally is receiving services in one of the three core services, but some are receiving more. So our core services are speech, speech and language therapy. Uh, physiotherapy and occupational therapy. So speech therapy is the largest uh, 
program and service that we offer uh, in terms of staffing and, and uh, clients and visits. And that's reflective of the fact that one of one in every 10 children uh, has a delay um, or a disorder in speech and language services. So, uh, you know, if you think about our child population, one out of 10 uh, might be coming through our door for some intervention or assessment. So that's the highest in demand. Uh, and we provide services from preschool to school age services in speech and language therapy, uh, followed by then by occupational therapy, and then followed by physiotherapy. So that's kind of the, the balance that sort of we have there. But again, many kids are receiving all three services uh, at the same time or at different points in time in their journey. And for the parents or caregivers who do bring their children in for any of the services offered, what can they expect kind of from that first visit, that first touch point uh, into, you know, week one, two, three, four, and, and so on? Sure. Uh, the very first touch point is actually a telephone call uh, with um, our intake coordinators, and it really is an exploratory discussion, uh, really trying to understand um, the child and, and the reasons why the family might be uh, touching base with us and, you know, understanding where their questions or concerns might be. So it's very much a strength-based interview, exploring kind of um, how is the child developing around different milestones and kind of what the family uh, is interested in understanding better. Uh, Then uh, often there's a screening assessment, uh, again, often with a speech pathologist as the starting point, uh, where the family will come in for a screening. And that really helps us understand uh, the needs and sort of where best um, the child and family might be triaged. That's kind of the process. Uh, The first visit, though, uh, is one where families all often come with some anxiety, uh, not really sure. Um, They're worried. I mean, they've come to us because they're worried about their child. Uh, and, you know, there's often kind of that fear, that concern. And what we hear mostly is the sense of relief, uh, welcoming, and um, kind of the validation that families feel when they come through the door, uh, that our therapists are very family-centered. Uh, and really, we take a lot of direction from the family uh, because they know their child best. You know, we might see them in a one-hour assessment uh, but the families have come to us because they've had observations uh, and, and sort of reflections. So a uh, very family centered. Uh, it's a it's a happy place. Uh, again, people come thinking that it's, a, you know, a place where uh, there's despair and, and concern, but that's not that's not who we are. Uh, and coming in and seeing kids smiling, happy, happy to see their therapist, that gives a lot of support and relief to families who are coming in for their first time. Oxana, we we hadn't really talked along the lines of what did the pandemic mean or what did the pandemic do for for the Children's Centre? But as we have eased out of that, were there any were there any ripple effects that the, the pandemic caused as far as challenges go? And have you been able to would you say you've been able to bounce back from that and either come back stronger or just was it a, a bit of a learning opportunity to to get back to how you can best serve children and families? 
I'm going to say yes to all of the above, and I'll sort of uh, peel, peel away at that a little bit. So uh, absolutely, the pandemic had an impact in that we sh- had to shut down, uh, but we worked really hard to find ways to deliver services during the pandemic, as did every other organization. So uh, within six weeks, we were providing uh, virtual therapy uh, to most families, uh, and again, uh, that were involved with our service. And, and that was a big change and a huge learning curve, um, not just technologically, but also kind of understanding how can we do therapy virtually when there was no other option? Uh, but over time, there were certain some kids and families that needed to be seen in person because some of the interventions can't be done virtually. Um, what happened to children during that time is really significant. Um, we had children who were um, in home. Um, had not, you know, their, their ability to socialize with other children had been restricted because of lockdowns, uh, and kids and families weren't in locations. Uh, and, and sort of in environments where uh, they had have an opportunity either to sort of compare their children to other children the same age or to see uh, some professionals or community providers that might often be sort of the first um, uh, or person who might say, you know, maybe you should see Niagara Children's Center. So family doctors, really key in terms of uh, well baby uh, visits. Uh, they're asking families about the kids' milestones, uh, and some of those visits got delayed. So children weren't being identified as quickly as they should. Uh, and also, uh, you know, childcare settings and all of those places where children are developing and growing and playing um, were really impacted. So what we're, what we have experienced is really a sort of a, a double impact in terms of children are now being identified later. So as in the past year, they've start, they've returned back to school, they've been in childcare, or they're getting back to see their family doctors. We're seeing children who should have been identified or could have been identified earlier are now coming to our door sort of on top of children who are already waiting for our services. It also means that some of the children's delays, you know, we've just got a bit of a longer road to sort of get them back on track because uh, the early intervention didn't come in place as quickly as we'd hoped. So let's talk about the Help Kids Shine event. So we're the 20th uh, annual event this year, and your campaign goal is $300,000. What, uh, well, let's start with, hearing it straight from you, uh, what is the event all about? How do we help kids shine? And is there anything in particular in particular you're looking forward to with this year's campaign? So this is our annual month-long uh, fundraising and public awareness campaign. So there's two sort of elements to this, uh, but it's something that we've evolved to from being historically a one-day radiothon 20 years ago uh, to now being a month-long program. So through our, our major sponsor is Bell Media, uh, and throughout the month, our families, our therapists, our board members are being interviewed on the radio stations, but also at other public speaking events, really spreading the word about um, who Niagara Children's Centre is, how we've helped their family, and how we can help other families in Niagara. So lots of sort of uh, amplifying kind of what we do. Um, we have 17 uh, ambassador families this year who have agreed to share their story on our website, uh, helpkidsshine.ca, in their journey. Uh, but they're also there throughout the month providing interviews and telling their story. Again, hoping that uh, we touch other families who might have similar needs uh, to encourage them to come to our center for services as well. 
So that's the public awareness side. Uh, as always, organizations like ours uh, fundraise so that we can provide additional programs and services. So uh, it's a very active fundraising month as well, uh, and we do that through many different means. Beyond the Help Kids Shine campaign, are there are there fundraising initiatives throughout the rest of the year, or are there fundraising challenges that Niagara Children's Centre faces that just letting the community know this is our reality just helps, well, ultimately, your cause, which helps families and children across Niagara. So we fundraise throughout the year. So this is certainly one uh, one month where we put a big focus, but we have other points in time as well. So uh, right now, helpkidsshine.ca, there's lots of ways for the community to support by going onto our website, um, donation opportunities, uh, sponsoring some of the family ambassadors. We have special events like a plasma car race, which is kind of our, our signature wrap-up event. Uh, it's for adults, adult relay races on little plasma cars, uh, corporate teams are often putting in um, uh, teams and sort of it's friendly competition. So that's kind of through this month. Uh, we have a lot of vendors who are supporting us uh, through their sort of uh, point of sale where we get uh, proceeds of that. Our next main fundraiser is in October, the Superhero Run. And it is very much a community event where we invite the community to join our staff and our center families in a uh, combination of superhero themed uh, events. Uh, we have a 5k run. Uh, there's a two and a half K run, uh, but we also have a one K accessible, um, uh, sort of a accessible program. So where there are 10 uh, superhero themed stations where children of all abilities can participate in those events. So that's a, 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 a lot of fun. Uh, again, that uh, event raised, I think, close to $150,000 last year. So again, our fundraising is ongoing. We have Christmas campaigns. Uh, it never stops. Um, we have significant pressures in our organization in that the demand for our services uh, doesn't match the funding that we get from provincial government. So we are very specifically raising more money so that we can hire more therapists and offer more programs uh, that families and kids can benefit from. So I understand that one of the programs is Smart Start Hubs. What is, what is Smart Start? So Smart Start is a Smart Start Hub. It's a mouthful there. It's an initiative that the uh, provincial government rolled out across the province uh, in January of this year. So all children's treatment centres, and we're one of 21 organisations across the province with a similar mandate, we now sort of are also branded to be the region's Smart Start Hub. So it's essentially it's a one-stop shop uh, where families uh, who may have concerns about their child's development can just phone us, again, have an exploratory interview. It might be to understand whether there's a need for services. It could be that families are wondering where they might turn for services. So again, we have an interview with those families. Many of them might actually then start entry through Niagara Children's Centre. And if there's other programs and services across Niagara Region that they could benefit from, we will help those families get connected with those services. It's a warm handoff. It's not just us providing a list of, you know, agencies and phone numbers. We will actually uh, collect some information and do a warm connection with those organizations. 
Well, Oksana, I, I don't know if it was as much of our questions as your answers, which were uh, very fulsome and very helpful and very clear in terms of what Niagara Children's Center does, what they offer, the programs, the services, uh, the clientele, the fundraising. Uh, so for anybody listening who was unfamiliar with your organization uh, before this episode, uh, they're certainly going to walk away with a lot of really good information uh, to think about. Maybe consider, uh, you know, donating to one of your fundraising campaigns, getting involved in some capacity. Have we missed anything today? Is there anything else you would like the community to know about the center, its programs, its services that you haven't had a chance to touch on yet? Uh, I think just to highlight that um, we very much support the whole family. So I've talked a little bit about some of the services that children receive, but children don't come in isolation. So uh, families also have questions and needs for support. So we're very proud of the various programs that we offer for families as well uh, to support them in their journey. So uh, lots of innovative and new programs along that way. Uh, We provide one-to-one support to many families. We have a number of group programs. We have virtual supports. Some are more social in nature. Uh, Some are um, more supportive in nature uh, and many educational programs so that we can help families um, help their children as well. Well, Oksana, thank you very much for taking the time today. If anybody wants to find out more about the center, uh, you can visit them online at niagarachildrenscenter.com. And of course, they're on social media as well. So definitely give them a, a look and a follow and stay up to date with everything that's happening. Oksana, thank you so much for coming on to What's Up Well on today to talk about Niagara Children's Center. Thanks for the opportunity. Another huge thank you to Oksana Fisher for joining us today to talk about the Niagara Children's Center. I went into this episode figuring it was going to be a good conversation. Having met Oksana a couple weeks ago at the satellite opening, this has been something I've very much looked forward to. And it's safe to say this conversation far exceeded anything I hoped for. So many pieces of today's chat uh, resonate with me and just are going to stick in my memory. But My favorite bit of conversation was towards the end when she spoke with us about children not arriving at the center in isolation, that there is a whole family approach to the programs and services that they create, that they are innovating, that they are constantly uh, delivering. And I I really like that idea. I like that they they continue to, to support children, continue to support families, and how fortunate we are to have them not only in the Niagara region, but now especially right here in Welland. Mark, was there any big takeaway that you had from today's chat? Yeah, so unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to that satellite opening. Uh, but you and I, Paul, we had chatted afterwards just about, you know, how it went and, you know, getting Oksana on to talk about the center in and of itself. Um, and, you know, oftentimes when we have our guests on where we've got laptops open, we've got notes, we're looking at things as they, they kind of speak so we can maybe pose a follow-up question or whatnot. And so I had the Niagara Children's Center website open um, at the time that Oksana made a reference to the center being a happy place, right? And as she was saying it, I my eyes were immediately drawn to uh, their logo. And as a city right now, as we approach, uh, you know, we just completed our, our rebranding in terms of getting it approved, and we're now in the process of, of implementation. You know, it's very top of mind for me. And looking at their logo specifically, uh, I think it's right on brand, you know, for her to say, 
Niagara Children Niagara Children's Center is a happy place. When you look at, you know, the heart inside the sunshine and even the fonts that are chosen, they exude happiness. There's a brightness and a warmth to them that that shines right through. So approaching the building, walking up to the doors, you know you're about to enter a happy place. And then hearing Oxana talk about how they actually fulfill that vision uh, through their staff and through their programs and services was, um, you know, I thought uh, really well done and a great opportunity for all of us to learn a little bit more about what they do. Uh, so again, I, Paul, you mentioned it, but I'll say it again. Thank you to Oxana for joining us today. As always, if you want to get caught up on past episodes of What's Up Welland, you can do so at engagewelland.ca slash podcast. And until next time, we will... Uh, Catch you on the airwaves.